So here's what God said, um, even though it's yesterday, it seems like ages ago. Here's what God said. So don't be afraid. I'm with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather them from the west. I will send orders north and south. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Return my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. I want them back, every last one of them who bears my name, every man, woman, and child whom I created for my glory, yes, personally formed and made each one. How wonderful and beautiful they will be. The young men will thrive on abundant grain and the young women will flourish on new wine. You will raise up young men and young women, bishops, strong apostolic ministries, strong teachers going out from your company and they, they will reproduce this anointing, an anointing. Your young people will freely join you at the break of dawn with all the vigor of youth resplendent in holy armor on the day of your conquest. I'm going to read it out again. But one of the things I've been asking the Holy Spirit to help me with is to imagine what this looks like. Not an imagination that is Jacob-generated, but an imagination that is spirit-generated that Jacob imagines. Uh, I would suggest you do that too. Because sometimes God puts pieces of a puzzle together by uh, inspiring divine imagination. Eh? And so let me read it again. And this is something that God gave as a word for us for the next two or three years, hopefully, where what he wants to do on the earth amongst the teenagers, the 20s, the 30s, and even the 40s uh, will be accomplished because he wants to bring about a revival in those that are young so that the ship that has veered off course will come right back on course. And it is, uh, it is not specific to any de denomination. And if you didn't listen to what we were talking about yesterday, please go and listen because it will give you a background. So I'm reading it again. So don't be afraid and feel free to read it if you're at home. So don't be afraid because the more we agree with and uh, speak out the promises of God, the more <laughs> the spirit realm hears it, the more the Jacob realm hears it, his mind and his spirit and soul engage with it. Eh? So, and God hears it too. And he opens his books as he says in Haggai and he writes down those that remembered and spoke about him and his word. So, join me. So don't be afraid. I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather them from the west. I'll send orders north and south. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Return my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. I want them back, every last one who bears my name. Every man, woman, and child whom I created for my glory. Yes, personally formed and made each one. How wonderful and beautiful they will be. The young men will thrive on abundant grain and the young women will flourish on new wine. You will raise up young men and young women, bishops, strong apostolic ministries, strong teachers going out from your company and they will reproduce this anointing. Your young adults or your young people will freely join you at the break of dawn with all the vigor of youth resplendent in holy armor on the day of your conquest. Hallelujah. So guys, today what I want to talk about is um, that for 
God to bring about this revival across the earth, beginning in this city, beginning in our midst and through us. We need to talk about being freshly baptized in the Holy Spirit. So that's what we'll be talking about today. And I just want to remind us that revival is the descent. Revival is the descent, the quickening, the outpouring. Revival is and always has been the descent, the quickening, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. With in extraordinary or with extraordinary power, with extraordinary power. He is powerful, he is present ordinarily, but when we talk about a revival, we are talking about the descent, the quickening or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in extraordinary power. And the other cool thing is, it's brought about, I love this, brought about by the intercession of Jesus Christ. It is brought about by the intercession of Jesus Christ. I was so relieved to know that. That as much as it is good to pray, it is brought about by the intercession of Jesus Christ. We read about this in Romans 8.34. Romans 8.34. It is brought about by the intercession of Jesus Christ. What does it do? It brings new life to the church. It brings new life to the church. And it converts those that do not know him. It converts or it um, pours grace, grace and conversion of those who do not know him or of those unconverted. And when does this happen? It happens from time to time throughout church history. It happens from time to time throughout church history. One of the things that really astounds me is that it is happening now and that we have been given the heads up and we get to be part of it. That astounds me. I, I can never wrap my head around things that God invites us to take part in when he's doing it and when there are so many other places he can go. This then uh, just further expands our understanding of revival. It is the descent, the quickening. And I go over this because it just takes the pressure off us. Eh? When we realize that revival is a descent, of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in extraordinary power. It's not an ordinary way that he always is. Uh, I mean, even his ordinary is highly extraordinary. But what does it mean when it says extraordinary power? It takes the, takes the pressure off me. And then I love it that it's brought about by the intercession of Jesus Christ, the Lord of heaven and earth. It is he who intercedes for this to happen. He who intercedes for this to happen. And in the process, his intent is to bring new life here on earth and to bring new life here to the church. And then 
pour his grace out on those that have not known him yet. And this happens time and time again through church history. And so today I just want to talk about the baptism of the Spirit, a baptism of the Spirit. And it applies to every Baptist, every Presbyterian, every Pentecostal, Charismatic, Lutheran, Reformed, not Reformed, free, not free church. Covers everybody. So the baptism in the Spirit, when we talk about the baptism in the Spirit, I'm not going to go doctrine on you, but what I'm saying is the baptism in the Spirit must be there must be an emphasis on the experiential nature. There must be an emphasis on the experience or the experiential nature of the Holy Spirit. Not so much uh, the doctrine that uh, the mind can comprehend. I don't think there's a problem with what the mind can comprehend. We can teach on that for the next eight hours, really. I mean that in all sincerity. But we are talking about the baptism of the Spirit as in experiencing the Spirit's presence. Experience of the presence of the Holy Spirit. So the emphasis today will be on the experience of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because we are talking about extraordinary power. And it's been very long since I experienced this. Extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. Extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. Why? So that we can engage in Christ-exalting ministry. So that we can engage in Christ-exalting ministry. That's what revivals look like. Extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit so that we can engage in Christ-exalting ministry. The strange thing is, guys, Christ himself needed it. To engage in the kind of ministry that Christ engaged in, he required the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. And today we are going to ask God to give us the experience of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Every believer cannot be a believer unless he has the Holy Spirit in him. Every believer receives the Holy Spirit in his fullness. Holy Spirit is a person. We know all that. So we're not talking about doctrine that the mind can comprehend. We are talking about a strong emphasis on the experience of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit. Because that alone is what is required for Christ's exalting ministry. Just imagine what we are being asked to do, guys. We are being asked by God to awaken and to be empowered to penetrate the frontiers of the, a young world. That's what God is saying. Listen, I want to awaken you. And then after I awaken you, church, I want to empower you. First is the awakening of the church. And after I awaken you, I want to empower you so that you can crack and penetrate the frontiers of a young world. It's almost a repeat of Acts chapter 1-8, only in the context of a target audience. In Acts 1-8 it was, and you shall be witnesses to me in this and this and to the ends of the earth here. It's the frontier of a young world. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is unpredictable and it's diverse. It is unpredictable and it's diverse. So open our hearts and minds to that. Eh? Put, uh, put to bed your age, your ethnicity, your preconceptions, your disdain, your dislikes, your tastes, your likes. Put it aside so that he may be unpredictable and diverse. 
and may your experience not be the norm for someone else. May what you and I experience today not become the norm for someone else. So the next time this, God wants to do this, we say, this is how it should happen. Let's not bottle it like Peter, James, and John tried to do on the Mount of Transfiguration, where he said, can we build a hut for you so that we can have uh, Elijah in one? And it was almost like a, a tent. They, were, they wanted to bottle it, and that's, we won't go that way. The other thing I want us to be aware of is that in Acts chapter 1-4, God says, go to Jerusalem, wait, and the Holy Spirit will come. And in Acts chapter 2-4, it says that they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So in Acts 1-4, it's wait. In Acts 2-4, it's filled. And so... Just in faith, trust that if we ask for the baptism of the Spirit, that we will be filled. That these are two overlapping realities that we will experience. We will experience. Starting today, that baptism or immersion in the Holy Spirit results in filling. Every time in the Bible, and that's our standard, every time God said, go wait or go ask, there was a filling of the Holy Spirit. Fullness and baptism are overlapping truths. And so we will take time shortly to wait not for him, but wait on him. Wait not for him, but on him. Because the for him part ended in Acts chapter 2. He is here. But wait on him and trust that these overlapping realities will happen to us. Baptism will result in filling. And that we are looking not for an experience, but we are looking for the experience of his presence. Yeah? And we will cry out, Oh God, I need a fresh baptism. Oh God, I need a fresh anointing. Oh God, I need a fresh filling. Oh God, I need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'm just appalled that it's been a while. It's been a while. And that one can be satisfied with what one has when one should never get satisfied. And when the Holy Spirit comes in power, he comes suddenly on his own terms and time. Remember that, eh? When the Holy Spirit comes in power, he comes on his own terms and he comes at his own time. When the Spirit comes in power, he comes suddenly on his own terms and time. And so let that be the cry. I'll, I'll cry it out again and again today. Oh God, I need a fresh baptism. I need a fresh baptism. I might be able to teach well. I might be living life well. But my God, I need a fresh baptism. I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh filling. I need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. For what is set ahead of us with Christ interceding and the Spirit wanting to uh, express himself in extraordinary power, I must experience the presence of God afresh. I must experience it. My mind may comprehend it, but that's not what I want. I want to experience the presence of the Spirit of God. And so, in that context, I just want to say a few things that I think are important for us as a church. See, guys, I don't want my mind to define and decide 
what is permissible for the Holy Spirit. I don't want my mind to define and decide what is permissible for you, O Holy Spirit. I say to you, Holy Spirit, I don't want my mind to define and decide what is permissible for you in my life. I've done that. I don't want my mind to define and decide what is permissible for you, Holy Spirit, in my life. I want to say these things, and maybe some of you are in the same boat, maybe you're not, but my fear of the excess, the error, and the deception that I've seen in churches and through ministries, my utter disdain for those that peddle or practice excess error and deception has unfortunately made me distance myself from the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I've been careful. The living God that I serve is a person and his presence is tangible. But my fear of emotionalism and my disdain for the abuse and the excess I have seen has made me distance myself from the fullness of the Spirit and uh, my mind kicks in and starts rationalizing experiences I hear so that I can try and figure out whether I want it or not. Instead of having the courage to choose to pastor or shepherd what may occasionally be carnal manifestation or uncontrolled manifestation, I've built a barrier that may occasionally filter the Holy Spirit out too. Rather than have the courage to shepherd it, should it go out of control, I've built barriers that occasionally may filter the Holy Spirit too, and that is so sad, especially when you're a pastor, because the flock will get what you allow. Instead of receiving like a little child, I've been more concerned about deception or a counterfeit experience and so instead of trusting the word that God has put in us already through all these years, instead of trusting Luke 11, verse 11 to 13, where if we ask more of the Holy Spirit, he won't give us a snake or a scorpion, I have guarded the door of this church with my own wisdom, and I repent of it. I repent of it as in I repent before God saying, I am so sorry, oh God, I'm so sorry, Spirit of God. And I ask your church to forgive me because perhaps we could have experienced more. So as we go into this, I, I want to surrender my mind, I want to surrender my emotions, I want to surrender my body, I want to surrender my strength, I want to surrender my spirit, I want to surrender my will to the Holy Spirit and to the Word, and God has taught us enough not to set up our own barriers that he has made us Bereans so that if required, the Berean barrier of the word will be enough. So I yield control over even my body, which is the temple of the Spirit, and I yield control over the body of Acts 29, which is the temple of the Spirit. So don't hold on to fleshly self-control, guys, as we begin to pray. Don't hold on to fleshly self-control. 
Let worship undo you. I'm not even talking about music. I'm just talking about worship. Let worship undo you. Let, let worship undo you like it undid Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6. It is, it is both terrifying and it is full of glory. And my God, what if we don't experience these things before we die? Isn't the Old Testament supposed to be a shadow? I feel so bad that I've set up these barriers because of the disdain I have for the abuse and the excess and for the peddlers that do that. Man, in my disdain, I have distanced myself and in the process distanced this church from what the Spirit would love to do amongst us. And if in the process of just calling out to him saying, Spirit of God, I hunger for a fresh anointing. I need a fresh filling. Renew them, O God. I have heard of your fame. In the process, if you're overwhelmed by the greatness and the nearness of God and it spills out into prayer and praise and tongues, so be it, church. If it spills out into dancing or crying or lamenting or calling out, so be it. There's this beautiful scripture in Isaiah 64 which says, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence. And that is what I want to do, eh? So I'm going to ask my mic to be turned down and uh, uh, turned down, not turned completely off. And I want to just begin to ask you in your homes, with your children, with your spouses, with your fathers and mothers, to begin to call out to God for a fresh baptism, a fresh anointing, a fresh filling, a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And as Christ intercedes, may the extraordinary power of the Holy Spirit be experienced in His presence, not in doctrine, Don't go for self-control, go for yielding to the Spirit, your mind, your emotions, your body, your strength, your spirit, your will to the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Let's go, guys. At any point, if anyone from the music team feels like going, sitting on the piano and playing, feel free, but you have to be, it's something that you have to know and do, and uh, I'm not going to ask you to, but whenever you think it's required, both for yourself, us, and those that are listening, feel free, eh? Okay. Ha, ah, shucks. Hey, just focus, put that picture on, and then just keep my mic kind of turned on, and... Uh, You might need to move around, guys, if you want to. No, like, I'm not telling you what to do. Just feel free. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. Spirit of God. How have I lived so long between experiences? What have I satisfied myself with? With the word, but doesn't the word lead then?
to this place of experiencing oppression that shouldn't increase. So I come, Holy Spirit. To be filled afresh, O oh God. I don't even know how this works, but I ask to be filled afresh. I ask for extraordinary power upon this church. I ask for an outpouring. I ask for a descent. I know you don't take away control, but I'm yielding control. I ask to be filled to overflowing. I ask that any limit that I have set be dissolved. I don't want to speak in tongues. That's good, but I want more. I want to experience the presence of the Father and the Son and you. <laughs> I want more. <laughs> I want nothing contained. I want <laughs> fire. I want flames like happened on Acts chapter 2. I don't want to be able to contain you. I don't want to be able to contain you. I don't want this just for myself. I want it for all of us, oh God. I want this body to be so full of you, Holy Spirit, that nothing else can enter. That the cloud entered the temple and the people could not minister. Why do you need to minister when God is in the place? You're in awe of him, Holy Spirit. <sighs> I'll bring you our minds. I'll bring you our will. Please, when I say my mind, my will, would you consider it as ours? I'll bring you my mind. So that you're never limited by my thinking again. So that all things become possible. My body. So that I may be undignified or dignified as you please. That what King Saul thinks or Abigail or Michael thinks won't bother me. That your love will be expressed without the barrier of the veil of flesh. I give you my will so that you can always rule.
my emotions, Holy Spirit. You are tangible, you are real, you are a personal God. Holy Spirit, break upon us, break upon us in homes. Break upon us in homes, break into Rosalind's homes. Break into Anne and Kamal's homes. Break into Shireen and Nishan and Maya and Isaiah's life. Break into Sheldon and Jane and Phoebe's life. Break into Aaron and Rennie's life. Break into Danu and Blessy and Eva and Aaron and Abby and Eden's life. Break into Eric and Penny and the kids' lives. Break into Sammy's life. Break into Luke's life. Into Hope's life. Into Zach's life. Into Eden's life. Break into my mom's life. Break into KJ's life. Into Reba's life. I name them before you, O oh God. I'm doing this deliberately. Break into Lizzie and Rachel and Leah's life. Ah, I want to be baptized, O oh God. I want to be immersed. I want to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Oh God, I need a fresh baptism. I need a fresh anointing. I need a fresh filling. I need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I cry out for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon my life. I picture, oh God, a huge bucket from heaven being just totally turned over me. I expect that, Holy Spirit. I call out for you. Father, what sometimes I imagine things that you've done in other revivals where neighbors around a certain place where the prayer was happening saw a, a blazing light over the place that they were praying. Where in the city, death rates begin to come down. Where people are walking and they feel and can't explain the presence of God, oh God. Renew them, Father. I've heard of your fame. Renew them in our day, in our time. Make them known. Merciful God. I'll tell you why I need this. I'll tell you why we need this. Because we are powerless without it. I want the experience of the Holy Spirit. But because without it I am nothing. Spirit of God. We said yesterday that if we united our hearts and cried out in desperation, you would respond that we cannot produce this, but we are crying out for what you're asking us to do. We need this. 
Oh God, please, Lord. The police is not a coaxing, the police is not begging, the police is a desperation. Let Joel too come to pass. Let the old men and women in this church see dreams. Let the young see visions. Let your spirit fall upon us in this church. Let there be shouts without shofars, oh God. Let there be shouts of acclaim to the God of all truth, to the Holy One of Israel. Undo us, oh God. Undo us, oh God. Father, nothing else will do. Abriya shoke fire siya orabaka. Lovre fire arie shevra ko. Oh, Spirit of God, Shebra Kafaya, Shebra Kabaya Sia. Oh, Jesus, pour yourself, Lord. Pour yourself, Spirit of God. Oh, Lera Bokaya say. Not as a people, Abba, we beg for it. As a people, we beg because we want it. We don't beg because you need begging. But we. We come pleading for it, Jesus. You started this, you will finish it. But I will not back off, oh God, I don't want to back off. I don't want to be satisfied. I don't want to be satisfied. We are sorry we've been satisfied. We are sorry that we've been satisfied. Spirit of God. Oh, run things as only you can. You said that if we ask for the Holy Spirit, you will not give us a serpent or a stone or a scorpion. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. Come, Spirit of God. I, I lay down all filters. Lay down all barriers. You've made us barriers. We, we will look into your word. But come, Spirit of God. Do what you want, Spirit of God. Do what you want, Spirit of God. Do what you want. Do what you want, Spirit of God. In every home, in Sue's home, in Karen's home, Mike's home. Do what you want, Spirit of God. In Joan's home, do what you want, Spirit of God. In Diana's home, do what you want, Spirit of God. In Chris and Heidi's home, do what you want, Spirit of God. In Jillian's home, do what you want, Spirit of God. Do what you want, Spirit of God. Father, I, I say yes to you. I say yes on behalf of the church, O oh God. If anyone else wants to come and speak, you'll have to grab a mic and do it. Holy Spirit, just, just begin to come upon people so that our inhibitions are removed. Our inhibitions are lifted off, Holy Spirit. Where I'm inhibited, oh God, lead me into a place where you have no inhibitions through me, that you will not be limited by me. Not by my mind, not by my fears, not by my inadequacies. Oh God, I pray that in every home, inhibitions will begin to lift. Hesitation will begin to lift. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, what do you want, Holy Spirit? Take, take what you want, Holy Spirit. The stage is anyone's. The stage is anyone's because the stage is the Spirit of God. Oh, poor Holy Spirit. This church is yours. Do as you please with it. Do as you please with it. We lay ourselves before you. I will be foolish for you, O oh God. For foolishness is my way of surrender, Father. Foolishness is our way of surrender. We will not accommodate you. I have no desire to accommodate you, O oh God. Oh God, how I've longed to do this, Father. We have longed to do this. We have longed to do this, Holy Spirit. We have longed to do this. Oh, Spirit of God. Oh, Spirit of God. It's been so long, Holy Spirit. It's been so long. It's been so long. Holy, holy, holy. 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 Ashpara, Shukra, Fahatia. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Across whom is my God? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In vain and beneath his home, Holy Spirit. In vain and beneath his home, I thank you, Holy Spirit. In Gisela's home, I thank you, Holy Spirit. In Dagmar's home, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Maurice and Ganesha's home, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Matthew and Mike's home, thank you, Spirit of God. 
Chu Father Kai Sebra Fabia Chivra Fafara Prapesh to Krafabdikira Brabra Paleso Ira Brafabra Prash to Krofabdikira Brafabdikida and Krofasta Ira Brafabdikadikira Prakash to Rafabdikuri Sebra Fayata Istabra Fabdiri Sesta Sabia Church, if you're listening and you're part of this and you sense God saying something, text it and send it. Text it and send it, eh? Text it and send it. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you, O God. I don't know what to expect, Father, but all I know is that you are doing something and we are going to participate in it. I don't have a measure or a standard that will say, aha, it's done. Because that would again confine you. But Father, all bets are off. You can do what you want. You can make me dance. You can make me sing. You can make me jump. You can do whatever you want. I lay down inhibitions I have, Father. Inadequacies, insecurities. I lay them down, Spirit of God. Because they are mine. And they limit you. And that's such a shame. We look forward to the experience of your presence. The experience of your presence. Not the experience of your teaching alone. Not the experience of just the word being taught. But the experience of your presence. Bring your disruptive glory, O God. Bring your disruptive glory by the Spirit to upset this apple cart so that you can do what you want and make it into any kind of cart you want, O God. Let him who knows how to kneel down now begin to stand. Let him who stands begin to kneel down. Let one who kneels down begin to lay prostrate before the Lord. Let one who does not jump begin to dance. Let one who does not clap begin to shout. The one who shouts, let him begin to clap. Let things be laid down so that we can pick it up again and do what the Spirit of God wants us to do. Not just with our physical lives, Lord. With our work, with our careers, with our plans. We lay them down, Father. With our work, with our careers, with our plans, with our children, with our treasure, with our wealth, with our money. I lay down, O God. I lay down, Father. We lay down, Lord. Hallelujah. If anyone else has anything to say, text it, say it. Lord, you need hands, you need feet, you need a body. You find it here, O oh God. Father, I begin to demand things now. I begin to demand it, Father. I begin to demand it, Father. You want a body, you want hands, you want feet, you want eyes, you want a mouth. Find it here, oh God. You are bringing a revival, oh God. I challenge you, Father, take advantage of us. I say what they said in the Isle of Lewis when you sent that Hebrides revival. They said, oh God, are these hands clean? Is this heart pure? Is it yielded to you? In which case, I challenge you, O oh God, let your spirit begin to pour upon us. Let it begin to pour upon us so that your young men resplendent 
in holy armor will begin to step out for the sake of the one true God. Let the wisdom and the prayers of the old mixed with the vigor and the strength of the young and let God find us waiting at the break of dawn ready for the outpouring of the Spirit every day. Can you make sure there's volume on the piano? Online.
less. Take, oh God, take, take as much as you want. Take as much as you want, oh God. Don't hold back, Father. I say to you, don't hold back. I say to you, oh God, don't hold back. Oh God, look at me. I'm saying, don't hold back. I'm giving you everything. Now I'm saying to you, don't hold back, oh God. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back, oh God. Shebra kaya sebra fia. Don't hold back, oh God. You must have your way. Find us wanting and then fix us, but don't hold back. Find me wanting and then correct me, but don't hold back. You brought us to this day so that we may be a people at your disposal, at your loving disposal. Then take advantage, O oh God. Come and check the fruit of the tree that you have planted. Eat of it. Distribute it. Scatter it. So that it may bear fruit again. Prune us where you need to prune us. For we want to be fruitful. We are not afraid of you, O oh God. Because we know you love. We are not afraid of your spirit, O oh God. For you are both gentle and you are a warrior. Write my words down in heaven, O oh God, on behalf of this church. As a remembrance for the rest of our lives here on earth. Shafram de Kishti Kiara Brafaya so so brafam de repistim niketra prafram yesho Uh, she sees a lab flask on the floor of an otherwise empty room. It has ocean waves in it and trees and everything in the flask is moving. Father, I just pray that let it spill over now, oh God. Let it spill over, Father. Let it spill over, Father. Let that which is contained be no longer contained, Holy Spirit. Let that which is contained be no longer contained. Let your effervescence, let your ability to just flow over begin to happen here. Ah, oh Lord, I wish I could pour some water on this floor, but it's not my property. Sedra brafamdri pikishia. Hayashindra faramdra kayashtikia. Oh, sebra kabayam trimni kis vindifa. Sondra fandre kristia kafa. Ayri brafani vidifundrika. Sukra karayasendra kofamdrikia. Guys, you that are at home. Can you just grab a flask of water or a mug of water or a bottle of water and go and pour it out, mm -hmm. fill it to the brim and then begin to pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. We can't do it here because, because of reasons you know, but you can do it. You can do it. 
pour it out on something that will require work. Don't pour it outside. Pour it on something that will require mopping up. Sandy, you do it. Take some water and pour it out on your flow. I don't know where the mic is, but grab a mic. <sighs> Guys, just because you did piano or violin once doesn't mean you can't do it again, eh? Remember that. <sighs> Isaiah 44, 1 to 5. But now hear, O Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord who made you, who formed you from the womb and will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on the thirsty land <laughs> and streams on the dry ground. Hallelujah. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring yeah. and my blessing on your descendants. Hallelujah. They shall spring up Hallelujah. among the grass <laughs> like willows by flowing streams. This one will say, I am the Lord's. Another will call on the name of Jacob, and another will write on his hand the Lord's and name himself by the name of Israel. For I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just praise to it, man. Father, this is what you've promised. You're saying you're going to pour out your water upon the dry ground. Abba, we admit we are dry ground. We need you. Yeah. We need you, Abba. We need you. We look at our lives and we say we cannot function without you, God. Mm. We, cannot, we are powerless without you, God. We cannot do what you want us to do without you, God. We are dry ground. Yeah. We yearn for you. We yearn for you. We need your presence. We need your power. Yeah. So we come, we come, Abba. We come and we say, pour out your spirit upon us. Yeah. Come fall upon us. Yeah. Your fresh fire yeah. upon us. Yes. Every single fresh one fire. of us at Acts 29. Fresh fire, your fresh Lord. fire upon us. Across. Your water upon us. Your spirit Across. upon us. All of us, Abba, regardless of age group, regardless of how we feel right now, in the name of Christ Jesus, you said, you said, you said, I will baptize you with fire. I will baptize you with power. And so we come, Abba, we are dry ground. We so need you. We cannot function without you. This is our prayer. This is not one man's prayer. This is our prayer. All of Acts 29, all of us, we need you, Jesus. We need your power. We need your fire. So come upon us and light us up. Light us up. We say we are for you. There is no question. We are for you. We will go when you say go. We will act when you say act. We will do what you want us to do, God. But we cannot function without you. We cannot do this without you. So come upon us. Come upon us, O God. And I thank you that you're doing it right now, which is why you said I will pour my (laughs) spirit upon you. All of you, man and woman, old and young, married and single, I will pour my spirit upon you. And we say, yes, Abba. 
we say yes dry ground be be water filled right now in jesus name we say yes about this is your promise you initiated it you made us uh, made us ask for it and we say we receive it yeah we thank you abba
I good to go? Okay, guys. So before we close, I'll ask Derek to share a quick thought that he had, that he shared with me earlier on. But uh, let me see if there's anything else. Uh, people have been texting me. The idea of water and the Holy Spirit is straight out of Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the seas. I pray that the flask that has waves inside it, things growing that are green inside it will, not, will never be contained within a day. Continuously poured out. Someone wrote the words, I am the Lord's on their palm. <laughs> God has that written on his palm and so we right now, the same thing in our palms, showing it to him. You know, in John 20, verse 22 and 23, Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he said, whoever you forgive is forgiven, Who, whatever sins you retain is retained. The message puts it this way. And Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And then he said, Whosoever sins you forgive, they're forgiven. But if you retain sins, what good is that? One of the things I want us to do, not right now, but that I want you to be aware of is that um, may you forgive whoever needs to be forgiven that has done you harm. I'll probably ask Emily to share something about it tomorrow. But I want us to remember, eh? Actually, I think both stories need to be told, so we'll do it today before we end. First, I thought this can be put to tomorrow because enough is enough for today, but I, I don't think that's the way we need to go anymore. We often think repentance is a prerequisite for revival because we think of Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people. But if God is the sole author of revival, then repentance should be a result of revival, not a requisite for revival. So I just pray that God brings to our minds those that we can forgive. And so if I have hurt, especially some of the old timers here, who've been here right from the start, if I've hurt you or wronged you, um, I ask your forgiveness and I ask that you just release me from any wrong I have caused you over the last 15 years. Because man, we're going somewhere and we can't have outstanding debts anymore. And if you need me to talk about it, feel free to approach me on it. Yeah? So two things we'll end with. One is, yeah, two things we'll end with. Man, we can't say, okay, the Holy Spirit has done this, so now let's, let's leave it alone because end on the high note and go no, <laughs> no more. Uh, so I'll ask Emily to share a story first and then I'll ask um, Derek to um, share what he had shared with me. And then... Uh, we may or may not end with a song. Yeah.
The great thing about Zoom is you can participate in it without wondering about going home and you can participate in it in your PJs. Yeah, there's a mic there, yeah. Finn got Isaiah 44, 1 to 5. Last night I was asking, I was praying um, and asking God about, about what he's doing, about this revival that's coming, about seeing his glory. Um, and one of the things that he told me that I needed to do, he reminded me of five or six people in my past who I thought I had forgiven, um, but he was telling me to forgive them. And when I was thinking about it, I realized I hadn't really forgiven, I'd just been able to put it aside. Uh, so I, I began going through the process of um, identifying each of these people and then asking and just being really honest about how they hurt me, what the effects of that are, how it caused me to see God, how it made me think that God saw me, how I saw myself, um, asking God where there had already been healing and where healing still needed to happen. Uh, and then God led me to pray blessing over them, over the people who had wronged me, um, to trade, yeah, to trade my unforgiveness for a blessing. Yeah, I think that's all. Pray I for the church that all old wounds will be settled over the next few days and we'll be released from it. Father, this is a work that you started. In your word, it says that whoever we forgive will be forgiven. And God, you've also commanded us to forgive as you've forgiven us. So Lord, over the next, over the next few days, starting now, may it happen quickly, but starting now, God, may we, may we be able to truly forgive those who have hurt us and lord may it not be an act of our own will father may you bring to mind may you direct may you show us how we should go about it lord i pray in all of this that it wouldn't be our will that directs what's happening god but we would um we would lay down our will before you and that it would be your spirit that directs so even in this father i just pray for for the body and for those we're connected with that you would direct us in in how we need to forgive and who we need to forgive and what that looks like. Father, I pray that there would be no weights left on us, that there would be no weights wrapped around us, that there would be no cords entangling us. Father, that through, through this forgiveness, the enemy loses hold on us, that bonds lose, hold, lose their hold on us, God, that we're able to step into greater freedom, that we're able to shed off old skin, shed off dead weight, God, you don't want us to carry it anymore. So Holy Spirit, I pray for um, I pray for the strength to forgive. I pray for your guidance to forgive, and I pray that it could be done out of a grateful heart. For you've already forgiven us from so much that who are we not to forgive others? You've forgiven us from so much, Father. Who are we not to forgive others? Holy Spirit, may this be a work that you do, and may we be obedient in your leading. Amen.
guys, I know I'm mic'd and that you're hearing me saying stuff. And uh, uh, it's, uh, I'm aware of it, so thank you for reminding me. And uh, I have no plans to say anything about... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know I'm mic'd, so thank you. A um, couple of quick notes that came in that I want to read out. One was... Uh, from Jill, and Jill said, draw near, she sends God saying, draw near to the flame, or draw near to the fire, as in don't hold back, don't hold back, eh? That is something that happened in the Old Testament, they saw the flame, and they said to Moses, you go speak, don't hold back, it, 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 the only way to, the only way to approach a flame like the Spirit of God is to be foolish, just impossible to approach a flame as long as I maintain my wisdom and my uh, dignity, it is not possible. And uh, it, it's not going to prevail. Eh? We receive what the Spirit of God has done by faith today. We receive it. So that's one thing. The other thing was the same idea that Rennie was again talking about of overflowing. It goes back to, uh, let me just read what uh, Kevin's wife Sandy sent one more time, a lab flask on the floor of an otherwise empty room, meaning it has so much space to flow into. It has ocean waves in it. It's almost like God's contained it and saying, hey, can you just turn upside down? Can I turn you upside down so that what is contained will flow out of it and trees and everything in the flask is moving? My God, man, I refuse to contain it. Yeah? Listen to what um, Derek has to say and then we land. This is a question that God is asking us. Are you satisfied? Are you sa satisfied? I met you when you were struggling to catch fish. You were worried about your livelihood. You were worried about what you had for tomorrow. You were worried about your lack, your insecurity, the things you didn't have. And then I asked you to follow me, and you followed me. Then I took you along with me. You saw me turning water into wine at the wedding. Are you satisfied? You saw me at the well, and you've, you've seen a village turn to me. Are you satisfied with that? I said, I'll give you the keys to build the, build the church. Are you satisfied with what I just told you? I've spoken over you many times. And you've seen a little bit of that here and there. Are you satisfied? You saw me in my glory that then John wrote down in John chapter 1. We beheld this glory with, at the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter. Are you satisfied with that? After I was crucified, you felt guilt and shame. You've carried that along with you for some time now. Have you forgotten what I told you? Here is what God is asking Acts 29 to every single one of us. Are you satisfied with everything that happened in the Gospels 
So put yourself in the shoes of Peter. Put yourself in the shoes of the disciples. They have seen many things. Jesus sent them out. They reported, came back and said, yeah, we cast out demons. We heal the sick. But then there was something that God said would happen. God said, I will fill you with my spirit. I will pour out my spirit upon you. So to Acts 29, God is asking, are you satisfied with the little victories from yesterday? Because you haven't scratched the surface. Are you satisfied with what you have? Don't be satisfied. Do not be satisfied because I have more for you. I have more for each one of you. Do not be satisfied. Do not be satisfied. Come to me and ask. Come to me and ask because I have so much more for you. Because if you come and ask again, if you wait, as in Acts chapter 2, I will anoint you. I will fill you with my spirit so that, Peter, you then can preach to 3,000. You were satisfied. You were satisfied when 4,000 people got the bread and I multiplied it. But you didn't know that there awaits Acts chapter 2 for you, where I'm going to use you to preach to 3,000, and they will surrender their lives to me. So do not be satisfied is what God is saying. Do not be satisfied. What happened here today is just the beginning. There is so much more. Do not be satisfied.